everyone, Catherine Jarrett here. Pronouns are they, them, and theirs. I am a professional psychic, and I'm also a professional brow artist. And Psychic Brows is the channel where I combine both. Thank you to everyone who liked the last episode where we talked about how incredibly important it was to distinguish between the energy of somebody who's passed versus someone who hasn't passed. Now this week's series, we're going to be discussing the mystical roles of our animal companions. And today's episode is all about animal speak and how it saved our angel just in time. Angel is a cat family member of ours that has been with us going on, it'll be three years this December. And when one day we were, it was a weekend and it was a Sunday, I believe. We were just having our normal weekend breakfast time, my husband and I, and we were in the middle of it. And we had not been looking for any type of addition of a furry member to our family. We, at the time, um, already had uh, plenty. We have some dogs and we had a cat. And um, we weren't in actively looking. We're out of the blue. We decided to look at our local Humane Society website page. And there was no reason to. We, it was just one of those moments where if you you know, followed your intuition or your guides or that you hear that you just do it. And so it made no sense, but we decided, we just started looking. And there came up Angel. And Angel's a tuxedo kitty, black and white. And she was what they call a forget-me-not. And that means basically they've been there a long time and haven't been adopted and so they feature them as a forget-me-not in hopes of somebody seeing that and reaching out to um, possibly have them join their family and the reason I got pulled to Angel had a connection with my guides actually and I had very recently just started working with one of my guides whom I call Angel and who is not an actual angel and that's a story for another time but they let me call them angel because that's what I thought they were the first time I saw them and so angel was fresh in my mind I had just done some readings that weekend the day before or so and had been working with angel and that's I don't know how to explain it sometimes with my guides, but sometimes when I'm supposed to take note of something, it's almost like they put a spotlight on it or like highlight it for me. So um, it was like that when I brought up the page of the animals, it was like there was a spotlight put on Angel and then her name was Angel and then everything just fit into place right and I think a lot of people when they've adopted a pet or you know they often say like oh they reached out to me I felt them it felt right we had this connection and and again it was very weird because we weren't looking for an animal to I mean honestly not at all and I didn't really honestly want to either and um and so, but yet we felt this calling towards that. And my husband, Mel, was the one who said, we need to go see her today. 
And I was the one that said, no, you know, we had a lot going on. We didn't have a lot of time to finish stuff. And I was like, you know, I mean, honestly, she's a, a forget-me-not, and she's not going to get a, you know, adopted today or this week. What's planned for next weekend where we have more time to work with this? And if we do end up adopting her, then we can prepare for her as well and have the space set up. And, um, and Mel was kind of quiet, and then we were continuing on with our food because it was our breakfast brunch time at home, and... And Mel just stopped eating, and he was like, no, we got to go right now. We have to go right now. And I was like, really? <laughs> and then, you know, I had stuff. I hadn't cleaned the kitchen yet. And Mel was like, I really think we need to go right now. And then I took a moment then and tuned in, because we've learned to do that with each other and honor what the other person is saying, whether or not we're hearing it at the same time. And I was like, all right okay, give me a minute, and, you know, quick, cleared up everything. I mean, so, we did it so fast that I didn't even put the stuff away. Like, the food that we hadn't eaten, I put in the microwave so the dogs wouldn't steal it, and the dishes were dirty, but put in this thing. Nothing was really taken care of other than the quickest, like, get it out of the way so we can get out of here and go see Angel, because Mel was just like, we need to do it now. And so we did. And when we arrived... We had the, you know, the mobile, you know, the on our phone, and we were all, like, ready. We came in, and we went up to someone, because we went and looked for her, and we couldn't find her. And so some we went to someone that was working, and that was on the cat floor area, and said, you know, we're looking for Angel. We saw her on the website, and we really want to, you know, meet her. And they were like, What? <laughs> we were like, Angel, she's on the website. She's a forget-me-not. And black and white, tuxedo kitty, and uh, like 12, I think she was at the time, you know, 12 years old, a little older. And and they're like, um... And then they started to panic. And they're like, um... She's not, she's not on the website anymore. And we're like, no, yes, she is. We That's why we're here. We saw her. And they're like, um, uh, she was supposed to be taken off the website. Um, hold on a sec. I don't know. She's not here. Hold on. And then we were just kind of like left standing there while they went and pulled another staff person who pulled another staff person. And then they're like doing this huddle where they're talking, but they're looking at us, but they didn't want us to hear what they're saying. So they're distanced from us. But it was like this, you know, it was like, something was going on and they were trying to figure it out but not have us aware of what was being figured out and um then somebody like comes over to us very business-like and is like so you were here to see angel and we you know confirmed that and then they were like okay um we're looking for her (laughs) and we're like okay and they're like she's not up here she's not on the adoption floor and so we're trying to locate her and we're just going to have you wait over here while we do that and we're like okay so then we're set in this little seat just like these tiny like seats (laughs) we're just sitting there waiting while they are I have to say like frantically like talking to other walkie-talkies 
in person. It was about three of them that kept doing this. And they would, you know, look over at us and they would try to keep their backs to us. And we looked at each other and we're like, something's going on here. And I was like, I don't think they know. That's where I started to think. I think she's scheduled possibly for like a euthanasia or something because they wouldn't say where she was and they didn't know if they could still get her and they knew she was but they were saying you know she she's downstairs we're trying to locate her downstairs that's what it was we're trying to locate her downstairs I don't know what downstairs is but you know the fact of it is is a heartbreaking truth in regards to rehoming of animals is that a lot of them you know, if they don't make it through a certain amount of time and there's other animals coming, as low as they attempt to keep a euthanasia rate, it does happen. And I will say, first and foremost, that our local humane society has an incredibly low euthanization rate, and they work really hard to keep that. But, you know, it is a reality of it, unfortunately. And um, that... Um, so yeah, we just waited while they kept going back and forth. And then then kind of the main person she comes back to us and she's very like, you could tell she had great news. She comes up, she's like, okay, we've located Angel and they're going to be transporting her up to you shortly. So can you just wait? Because they were like afraid we were going to leave too. Like they kept checking and I was like, you, you, will, you, you can, will you wait? Will you wait? We're trying to locate her. And then when they did, they're like, okay, okay, we're getting her transported up here. If you can just wait. And we're like, okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're like, that's why we're here. We're not going anywhere. We came to see Angel. <laughs> and so... Then um, they um, eventually brought Angel up, and they put us in a, a room with her. You know, a, it's you know a get to know each other room, a visitor room thing. And it's glass around it, and and um, so they had uh, Angel in the room. They got her, and they brought us in there, and. Um, the person that set us up was just like, oh my God, this is just so amazing. I can't believe you're here for me. I can't believe it. And that everyone was so like excited that we, they found that first, it was the frantic. They couldn't, they didn't know where she was. She wasn't supposed to be on the website. She was taken off of it. They didn't, they couldn't locate her. They didn't know if they could bring her up. Then they were so ecstatic that they found her and so worried we were going to leave. And then they were so ecstatic to have us meet her. And everyone just kept saying this gratitude. And then there's just like, oh my God, oh my God, you're here for Angel. Oh my God. Right. And so we finally get some to meet her and we're in the room with her alone. And, and, um, we, we met her we you know we talked to her and we met her and you know Mel's walking around with her in his arms and she's rubbing up you know on us before that and um I didn't hold her but she wanted Mel to hold her and um but she would she had rubbed on my legs you know before and after that and so anyhow eventually somebody comes in the room to check on us and and it and they came in and they're like oh my god and we're like, what? And they're like, um, she doesn't let anyone touch her. We've never been, a, we, nobody can touch her without her biting. She has, um, this, you know, all these issues with biting people. And, um, okay, sorry, I just um, make sure I'm back on. For no reason, the camera stopped showing, even though it kept recording. And I had to make sure I still was having, you know, still recording. 
But I am going to come back to this moment in a moment. I just want to interject on that with Angel. And she had a really hard time having her photo taken. Um, we adopted her, and I'll touch on that in a little bit. But um, and now I'm talking about her. I talked to her before I did this recording, and I asked her permission, and then. I said, I'm not going to have you on it. You don't have to worry. But she's very concerned about you know, her privacy, so it was okay. Um, but um, So now the camera just bleeped out. So I'll come back to that in a moment of why that's significant, okay? Um, but back to where I was. The worker, came, that one of the workers that was setting us up with Angel came into the room. It was just absolutely flabbergasted that... She was letting Mel hold her. She was in his arms. She was not aggressive at all, and there were no issues. And they had said so. Like, she's never let anyone pet her. She won't let anyone touch her. And they were just like, I can't believe this. And we, I just remember it was so funny to us because Mel just looked at Angel and looked at the worker and was like, it seems fine with us. And she was like, I just can't believe this. And I said, well... I mean, she called out to us. That's why we're here. And they just kind of did this at me. Eh, no answer. <laughs> and, the, you know, I was like, okay, because it was all kind of a weird situation. So I think they were probably processing a little bit of it too, you know. And then they left. And so they were with her for a little bit. And we were like, well, I guess, I mean, we should, nobody's come back. So we should go ask for the adoption paperwork and get this going. And so... I went out to find someone and I couldn't see any of the several people that had been involved with this when we first came but there was somebody out there a little bit of a younger worker and you know probably mid-20s or so and um, I went up to them and I said oh hey I said you know um, we're ready to start the adoption paperwork for Angel would you be able to assist us with that and they looked at me and they go Angel Angel's not here and they were like, what are you talking? And I said, no, Angel, we're adopting her. And she was like, I don't, what? And, and she was so confused. And I pointed in the glass through, and I said, Angel, right there, Angel, she's with us. We came to see her and we're going to adopt her. And she immediately got full of emotion. And she just was like, oh my god and she's like oh my god you're adopting me oh my god i'm so happy i didn't think she was here oh my god i'm so glad i can't believe that this is happening bless you bless you for getting her and so you know it's never been confirmed for me one way or another because i just kind of go through life like things happen um but these were some reasons that i i i believe that she was possibly scheduled for euthanization or something was going on because this person teared up and was so grateful and thanking us and saying I'm so happy she gets to and she like stopped herself and I and then said go home with you <laughs> you know and so you know she gets to live is what I took out of it so but uh anywho um so yeah so Angel ended up coming home with us to like a parade of workers <laughs> saying gratitude and just happy and so excited for her and also everyone a little bit looking a little like I don't know what's going on and then we went home and um 
I would love to say that from the moment Angel came home to us, it was she was in a loving home and everything was great and it was perfect. And I think that um, it would be awesome to think that that's how some someone needed was love and everything was going to be okay. But unfortunately, we are always a product of our experiences, and those experiences just don't go away because someone now shows you love, right? I mean, that's why it's hard sometimes for people exiting a previous trauma relationship to enter another one, no matter how healthy it is, because they have to heal from that other stuff. And um, our animals are no different than that. And so when Angel came, we made sure she had the space that she needed. And um, she wanted, she, she literally hid in our closet, like our, you know, our bedroom closet. It's big, but I mean, she hid in the corner of the closet for, I don't even remember how long, but it's like we couldn't get her really out of that for, you know, and um it took time and uh, some things with that. I, I started to get a little worried because um, she hadn't eaten for like, I think like it was four days. And Angel, you know, she wasn't undernourished anymore. She wasn't like, she was actually a little bit of a heavy cat. And, um, and I was like, oh my gosh, she hasn't eaten at all. And I was starting to get really worried. And I know they can go a long time, you know, without eating. But the fact of it is, is I mean, she wasn't eating. So she wasn't, you know, well, whether, you know, it was physically or emotionally. But felt very strongly it was emotionally. And um, so, you know, you may have heard psychics say, it's kind of hard to tune in sometimes when it's too close to you, whether it's yourself or it's someone you really care about or you're emotionally allowed in, uh, invo- emotionally involved in the situation you're trying to tune into. And um, so I hadn't really tried to tune into Angel until I, I just decided, I was like, can you please, I mean, people pay you to do this. I need you to, can you, and I was like, yeah, we need to do this. Because she hadn't eaten and it was, we're going you know it's four days already and want to make sure obviously we could help so I did tune in and what I remember from it was so um, clearly that um, you know I was trying to just be like what can you know what can we do for food for you you know I tried to tune in about like the big picture of what was going on with her um, and she didn't want to let me in on that and remember how I've said before we have free will people have free will I mean yeah animals have free will too it just gets taken from them a lot and so um you know she didn't want to share her previous life with me yet and I had to accept that and so you know I went to the next thing which was okay well what can we do right now because obviously you need to eat and um I got very clearly in my head uh, the meow mix tune if anyone remembers from the commercials Meow, 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 right? And I was like, okay, whatever this brand is, Mel, I need you to go get it. What I'm getting is that the food that she got specifically was purchased by her previous guardian from like Cub Foods, that kind of um, grocery store, not like a pet store boutique kind of food, which is what we had on hand. And I'm like, you got to go to um, Cub Foods and you got to get this dry food that's that meow mix jingle tune that's what she wants that's what she ate before that's what I'm seeing is what she ate before and um uh 
so go get that. <laughs> and because um, we had tried our dry food and other wet food and other brands from our store and all that, and nothing was taking. So sent Mel to get that, and um, <laughs> we came back with it and opened the bag. It was one of those bags. I don't know. It was probably like a five pound bag or something like that. Um, she literally crawled into the bag as much as she could and just started eating and eating and eating. And I was like, okay, thank goodness. Emergency situation one got addressed. We got her some food that she wanted that reminded her of home. And she's eating now. And that was step one. And we, from there, um, I would connect with her and I would let her share with me at the level she was ready to and the thing I kept doing during this time was basically saying I love you right and letting her know that I loved her she had uh, Mel was um, allowed to touch her um, and pet her um, not hold her again at that point um, but I she could be she would I, um, if I tried to pet her when she first came home, she would bite me. Um, and I call them snake bites. <laughs> and I would never do anything. I would actually hold it, even if it was like incredible pain for me and she was like clutched onto me. I would hold it until she let go because I very strongly got a vision of a home between her original guardian and us that she was rehomed in where she got smacked. And, um, and it was almost like she was waiting for me to smack her and testing me on it. It was like expected. And, um, and I wouldn't. <laughs> and um, sometimes it hurt really bad. And I would just wait and I'd say, okay, well, when you're ready to let go. And then she would let go and she'd be like, all right, today, fine. You're fine. <laughs> and then, um, so we went through that for a while, but I was always telling her, I, you know, letting her know, I love you. We're here. Um, for you and we love you and here's where it turned where it changed though is that and that's my whole thing of like misconstruing that all someone needs is love and they're fine I mean you probably talk to a lot of people who have adopted other people who you know come to them at you know a non-infant age and have experiences that are tangible for them and to just say you just need to give them love is an super simplifying um and no it's delaying things that have happened before that you didn't have any control over but neither did they and just giving love isn't always going to solve it for someone and so with angel that was what i was doing though was just being all right i'm calm i'm patient when you're ready and know that you're loved right and then the day that it switched um and uh, sorry, <laughs> she let me in. <laughs> is the day that I realized what I was what I was doing with that, and I I got her. She had I was sitting in her bed, and um, she was near me, and if I would try to pet her, you know, she didn't like that. If I came at her head. <laughs> but I was told in my ear, gently come from behind her head. And I asked and I did it. And then she actually went on my lap and 
sat so she was, you know, facing away. So I, what I've clearly got the vision of was her with her previous, her original guardian, who was an elderly male, and sat in front of the TV a lot, watching TV, and she was a lap cat. She sat on his lap, and they both faced the TV, and he pet her the whole time. And so I connected on that with her, and I started to do that, and then I said, asked, can you share with me about him? And she did. And that's where I learned all the things that were their things. You know, it was a small place. It was a small home. Um, so our home, you know, was kind of overwhelming for her. Three levels and other animals and a lot of, you know, things, activity that she wasn't used to. And um, which is why she hid in the bedroom. <laughs> we used to call her the princess in the tower because we had a cat tree in front of the window in the bedroom that once she finally got out of the closet, she went to that window in that cat tree, but like, she wouldn't come out of it for anything. We're like, oh my gosh, she's the princess in the tower. She's never going to come out of the tower. And um, But she shared with me the reasons for this and um, uh, started telling about her previous guardian and how Basically, what I learned is um, he had to go into a, like an assisted living type of situation, and she couldn't go with him. He was losing his eyesight, and the was having there was concern with him and like kitchen stuff and stoves and things like that. And um, and they got separated, and she was all he ever knew, and she was so loved by him. And yes, she got a lot of junk food. Um, she shared with me that she loved Cheetos, not something that we'd typically have, but afterwards to test it out, I did give her che- did get some, a Cheeto for her. <laughs> and she cobbled it up and um, we shared that memory. But um, what I did in that moment, instead of just being like, we love you, we love you, we're ready for you when, we, when you are, because we love you. What I did different in that moment was I said, I know we're not your first choice. I know if you could be, you would be with him. And that's okay. And you can have all the time that you need, and we are here, but I understand if you could do it, differently you wouldn't be with us you would be with him and um that was when she let me in because I allowed her to grieve and um we just grew from there and now (laughs) she is the matriarch of our house all the other animals she has relationships with them all she explores the whole house now um you know the first time she came out of the bedroom you know because first it was the closet in the bedroom then it was the tower the princess tower in the bedroom the first time she ever came out of the bedroom was when um mel was playing piano and she came and she peeked her head out and i saw her (laughs) and then she came a little bit further as you can, you know, he just continu- he was just playing. Um, and then she peeked around the stairs and then she came down the stairs and then she peeked around the corner and she made her way into the living room 
right here. The piano's behind me. <laughs> and um, she found a seat on the uh, chair to the left of me here. And um, she got herself a front row seat and she just sat and enjoyed the music and had a connection and a memory with that. And so now she's just part of the family. She moves around. She still likes her space. I get it. So do I. Um, but she demands that I pet her so much so at night that she, in my sleep, likes to give me nibbles to make me pet her when I'm like half conscious. She sleeps on my head. She sleeps right here, here. She forces me to pet and rub her and she purrs like crazy. And she always comes out when Mel's playing piano to join us again. Oh, before I sign up, I have to tell you about how Angel didn't like to get her picture taken. So when we first brought her home and wanted to like take photos of her to share with people and all of that, anytime we tried to take a photo of her, I kid you not, the photo wouldn't register in the phone. It was as if we weren't taking a photo. It would just be a blank square, like a black square. And we'd tell, I mean, <laughs> we realized it was happening. Um, she would never look at the camera. Um, as soon as she realized we wanted to take a camera, it was like this, and then the pictures would never come out. We wouldn't have a, an actual picture. And um, it was kind of weird, you know, but like weird things happen in our life, so not I think sometimes with some of the weird stuff that happens people are like why wouldn't you look into it more or something I don't know I just get used to stuff and I'm just like whatever and I go on but after a while of it when it kept happening um I we had a relationship going then you know we had connected and and I I was like what's going on I mean because she's obviously didn't want her picture taken and the camera wouldn't record it so I asked her hey you know can you share with me what's going on? I don't want to make you uncomfortable. Can you share what's going on? And that's when um, I learned that the last time she had her photos taken was for the Humane Society. So, you know, they put your adoption photos up. And, you know, that's when she lost her guardian and that's when her life changed and it wasn't so great because she did have one rehoming that wasn't awesome and um it was a bad memory for her she didn't want to be on it so it didn't have a good association for her so <laughs> so you know of course went through the assurances that that's not the case. So she does let me take her a photo now, but it's kind of funny in the sense that she won't really let me look, but they do register now. And um, she, I, she's kind of like, okay, that's it. Like I get like one or she's like, I don't want it. So yeah, that's why I'm not surprised that the camera twice during the session has blanked out on me. And <laughs> like, Angel, you're not even in the video, okay? <laughs> like, um, but that's our Angel girl. So, anywho, um, 
Thank you for joining me today. If you enjoyed um, this episode, be sure to hit the like button and join us for tomorrow's where I'll tell a story about our Sammy cat, our little alien kitty, whose favorite game is Sammy Ouija Tales. Hey, thanks for joining. If you like more psychic or bra related content, remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell and then you won't miss any episodes.